Hey guys, it's Justin Hill here. Strap on your high heels and put on your pads because we're going drag racing. Ah, crap. She's bottomed out, guys. Play the music. Welcome to Stand Original RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under the Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Hill, and this is the podcast where we recap the biggest reality TV show in the world, the Stand Original series, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Now, we have just had our finale, so who else is going to join me on the podcast today but the first ever Drag Race Down Under superstar, Ketamine! Ah! Welcome! Oh my goodness, it is so Good to see you. Are you just, have you even really taken on board the fact that all of this has just happened and that you are our queen? Has it sunk in yet? No, honestly, Justin, it absolutely hasn't. And um, I'm waiting for it too, because <laughs> I, 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 it's probably going to hit me like a ton of bricks eventually, but um, it's it's so overwhelming and it, it, no, it hasn't hit home yet. I, I still feel like I'm living in a dream. I saw the moment that you were obviously in New Zealand. You, I, I saw your face. There was this like camera pointing at your face when your name was read out by, by RuPaul and just, you could just see the emotions just overtook you. Was it kind of like a release? Was it like, you know, what were you feeling as soon as you heard your name being called out? Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was. It was almost like so hard to believe. Like I was almost kind of like, because like when when you, when you, we film it, they film like alternative takes, right? Of course, yeah. So kind of for, for a moment, I was thinking like oh, we we're just about to watch all of the alternative takes or something. Oh. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I was like, oh wow, and like it. it even in that moment, uh, like I kept kind of like having to like snap back into like holy, holy. Heck, this is like yeah. happening. Am I Adult, you're allowed. You're allowed to swear. Go for it. You can okay. say whatever you like. <laughs> Good old Christian girl. Like, oh, holy I'm heck, like, Justin. Excuse me. Now that you're the queen, doesn't mean that you're not allowed to say. F- you're allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll say it. I'll do it. Whatever. Yeah, whatever you like. Um, I I feel like I knew you were going to win. There was definitely this point in the competition where I felt like. And it may have been a case of like, you know, with some of the other personalities going home, but you just flourished. And I mean, even in the final episode, where were you hiding that voice? I mean, if anyone (laughs) was keeping something up their sleeve, like a final reveal, it was you with that incredible voice. Oh, that is so sweet of you to say. Honestly, do you know what's so funny? Um, like, I, I, I said in the show, like, I love singing. I've always been kind of, like, self-conscious about my voice yeah. because, like, even in, like, um, like when I was in primary school, like, I had to go to, like, speech therapy lessons because yeah. of, like, you know, like, um, my lisp. And I always wanted to, like, be, like, I, I always wanted to be in, like, uh, media and, like, be yeah. an actor or whatever. And I always thought, like, my voice was always going to get in the way of it. So, um, yeah, it's kind of, I've, I've always had a bit of a weird relationship with my voice. And then, so, like, like that's opposite, really sweet though. of you to say that. I, I think it's the complete opposite because if you do go to see a speech therapist, you're actually conscious of how you're speaking. So someone like you, and, and this goes for anyone out there, you know, with a speech impediment, it, it, you're the perfect candidate because you are more conscious of how you're speaking. So you're probably going to deliver us a better delivery which you did i just as soon as you started oh. singing i was like F- me I'm like, 
It was just amazing. It was so, so good. Between that and your final costume with the articulated wings, I just was so impressed. Was that an easy decision for you to make? Is that like, this is my finale costume or was it something that kind of grew organically? How did that come about? Yeah, um, it definitely kind of evolved. Um, I had done the wings um, in the past, not those wings, but um, another by the same guy and they're made from a guy by a guy um in the south island of new zealand like mm-hmm. really talented right? there's a whole lot of play, uh, kind of stuff and um i knew i wanted to do it again i had done it in the past i took my um mechanical wings to the broken heel festival yes. and like that was a total hit so i i knew i wanted to do that it's such like a crowd pleaser oh. um yeah just amazing <laughs> And, and I thought, like, I really wanted to wear, like, full white, you know. I wanted it to feel very uh, pure, like, almost like, um, like a rebirth. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, honestly, in a way, like, I, I wanted it to feel like it was sort of like uh, the beginning of a new chapter for me and, like, the end of one and the beginning of another. And, um, yeah. It really was. And I feel like as someone, you know, who has had a career in drag for a long time, even though you are incredibly young. Um, who, who, <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of you to say. <laughs> you That's shady. Your... <laughs> <laughs> That's your coronation <laughs> present from me. Yeah, um, thank you so much. <laughs> who I'm going to play that... that on loop. Yeah. Like my uh, mantra as I'm falling asleep. Like, you are so young. You are so, so young. <laughs> I am so young. Um, who is it that you have to thank? for introducing you to drag and and getting you to this point because I want to say I went back and creepily stalked back through your Instagram to your very (laughs) first Instagram post like 365 weeks ago or something and it was you promoting that you were hosting a drag race screening in New Zealand and fast forward here you are the winner of drag race down under so I guess you know you've come a long way who is it that you have to thank for really getting you into that well, okay, so um, the catalyst for drag originally was, um, was stumbling across uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, I remember finding a cassette of it at, at my brother's house, like a VHS tape. So yeah. I'm not that young. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that is, so neither am I. <laughs> yeah, I know how to be kind, rewind. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's what um, I remember seeing that and, like, it changing my life. And while it's not, like, stereotypically drag um, – it's um that is the catalyst for like my obsession with like the weirdness of drag Mm -hmm. um but my drag mother who is actually um like a a a sydney uh celebrity uh but like fabulous maori drag queen tess tickle um she saw yeah she's got like a star and um and the stonewall uh, Stonewall. yep yep um, and on the floor there, um, I've seen it and I, um, poured my drink on it. Christened <laughs> um, it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But she saw something in me like, um, years when I was just a young baby queen. And when some people, um, she saw that I was quite sensitive and there were some people that weren't the nicest to me, but she saw something special in me and, um, immediately taught me, um, basically like the ins and outs of how to turn this into something that I could run with. Cause she saw how much I just loved loved it and Mm. um she gave me opportunities before i probably deserved them or was ready for them and she taught 
taught me how to MC nightclubs and and how to book corporate jobs and um but she also taught me the real hard truths you know and she yeah. would tell me like hey girl like you can't be messy backstage and like you know you have to show respect and she mm-hmm. she taught me all the good things um and she never tiptoed around anything but she's so fiercely proud of me now and um I've always just been um determined to continue to make her proud and it's i mean this is something that i've spoken to a lot of the queens about it's a tough gig like for anyone working in the entertainment industry i mean not let's just put aside the last you know 18 months it's a tough gig for to do what we do was there ever a moment where you were like i'm not sure if this is what i want to do anymore and if so how did you pull yourself out of it or how do you get yourself around those tricky moments you, you know what? Honestly, uh, there's never been a moment where I've thought this is not what I want to do. I, I, I feel so beyond lucky that I get to do this for a job. Yeah. Like, um, I, isn't I, it I weird not, to tell like, people this is what our job is? It's just so. Oh, I yeah. just, I feel like, um, like people have grown up jobs and then we do this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. So I could never, ever, um, yeah, like, you know, you get tired and sometimes you get jaded, but, like, I, I've always, you always have to, like, stop and step back and think, like, you are so lucky, you know, mm. and, and I, I just wouldn't change this for the world. No. Um, you know, there, there, there was a moment, you know, in the early days of the career where it's like you're juggling both, you know, so you're like behind the desk. And then I remember oh. I used to do the night shifts um, at a call center and like the boss would leave <laughs> at eight, but I'd finish at 10. So as soon as he had left quarter past eight, I'd get the makeup kit and I'd be like, uh, like, kia ora, welcome to so-and-so. And like, I'm taking their call, like being my, being my <laughs> So chances are someone's probably been on like a call with you and you're giving them customer service whilst also putting your makeup on at the same time or you were in full oh, drag. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, um, yes. Have you tried turning it off yeah. and on again at the wall? <laughs> so good. And also to talking about skill. I mean, I am just so impressed that you could put two Jaffas in your mouth at the same time. I mean, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Honestly, I just wanted a footy frank. I wanted a little cocktail weenie. <laughs> You're like, give me a challenge, guys. Yeah, flat out. Honestly, no, but you know what? I was just stoked to eat a bit of chocolate, you know? I've been oh. trying to be so good, but I was like, oh. if there is ever an excuse to have a little nibble oh. of some chocolate, it's when RuPaul offers it to you. So 100%. I was, and I, I love that you were the only queen that was like, yeah, I'm going to eat them. Everyone else was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, girl. I'm like, sometimes <laughs> I, want, I, I wanted to see a queen just take a massive handful and be like, I'm not going to be that queen that's not going to eat them. I'm going to take a whole handful of Jaffas. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. There was um, an extra packet backstage, and I totally stole it and took it back to the high tower. I was you like, oh, you know what, screw it, I'll be so jappers. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, Imagine that the next day, like, uh, it's come to my attention that yeah. uh, someone has stolen a packet of Jaffa's. <laughs> Girls, before you leave the stage, who do you think stole the bag of Jaffa's? <laughs> it was uh, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of RuPaul, I mean, let's talk about that moment that you got to sit in front of RuPaul and Michelle one-on-one. And I mean, that was some good conversation. I feel like, were you just like, like a sponge? Were you just like, just taking yeah. in? Because the thing is, is a lot of people say, you know, your moments with RuPaul when you are a person on the show 
you know, you, they're, they're treasured. Like, you know, it's like you don't just, RuPaul's not just like hanging out and like helping you stitch your costume together. When you get one-on-one time, what's that feeling like? Oh, wow. It's, you know, Ru has this way of uh, making you feel um, like immediately very special. You know, mm. she she connects with you, and it's so authentic. Mm. Um, people ask you like, "What was Rue like? What was Rue like?" And it, it kind of was like, um, like just magical. And it's really hard to explain because there's something about Rue that just you can't. It feels it feels superhuman. It's it's such an energy, mm-hmm. and um, it, it makes total sense that Rue and Michelle are best friends because yeah. like. Michelle has the same thing. Michelle Michelle's is a little bit easier to understand because it kind yeah. of feels like a mother, a motherly thing. Um, with Rue, it feels just like a really intelligent, like super being kind of yeah. thing. That's like what it comes across as. Other, it totally feels otherworldly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it felt so special and um, and yeah, it's just loving and um, it, I do. I feel I you feel like a sponge and they're just like anything they're like putting on to me i was just like yeah taking it all in and uh, yeah so magical so now that you have become an icon and i've said this to a lot of the girls i mean it goes without saying your name has gone down in drag history books as like the first ever down under drag race superstar like it just must feel surreal um I well, feel I've, like... I've been going down for years. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't my first radio. Let me tell you. <laughs> do you um, do you have uh, one piece of advice for other queens who are probably either just getting into the industry or they're thinking about auditioning for season two? You know, um, is there something that you've kind of like already at this point in your career gone? This is the number one thing that you really have to pay attention to. Um, well, I think, um, navigating your life with, you will navigating your life with like kindness, um, is always great. And in the world of being a professional entertainer, if you're kind and courteous, um, that's always going to serve you well. I was, I was taught actually by one of my drag elders that when you're performing on stage, your primary focus is to uh, perform for people and not for yes. yourself. So I think a lot of drag artists kind of get into it because it's a little bit self-indulgent. You're told yeah. you're beautiful. And yes. everyone's like, yes, work. Yes, and I am. Like, oh, and yeah, it's like, oh, that feels so nice. I yeah. want more of that. Um, but but if you put the focus on putting your energy into making other people feel special and happy, um you will still get all those good feelings, but it will be like a byproduct of that. And then mm. um, I, th- I think that's some good advice. Like put the energy, put the focus on um, giving the energy as opposed to trying to take the energy. Well, I feel like um, your that kind of, um, I guess, way of thinking has trickled down to someone like Electra because she said exactly the same thing. She, we were talking about, you know, her and Scarlett and the whole splits thing. And Electra was like, if people are going to scream every time I do the splits, I'm going to do the splits. She's like, I'm going to switch right. it up. I'm going to jump off a bar. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But it's the same kind of thing. It's like you're doing it for the people that are either watching the show or watching you, at a, you know, um, at a club or something like that. And as a club owner, I mean – you can't really encourage people enough to go out and support drag, right? Oh, for sure. You know, like I would never have thought um, when I started doing this 11 years ago that it would turn into this thing that like 
people just absolutely love as much as I do. Um, you know, if, if there's ever a time where I've started to feel more normal, it's now that people love drag. I'm like, yeah, yeah. like, okay. You're like, yes. Yeah, I, I genuinely believe, I think, um, I think people like really kind of like hide themselves in this life mm. because of like the rules society puts there. But I think we're all, um, I think we're all a lot more similar than we're allowed to realize because yeah. we all, we all try to pretend we're all uh, in this one box, but technically I don't think any of us are really in that box. No we all just way. think we could be. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you, who, who surprised you the most as to who's reached out to you? Because I, I imagine that your, um, your, you know, DMs are going to be absolutely chockers. And I have seen that you've said you've received a few d- pics, which is lovely of you to, to let everyone like know exquisite that. ones too. <laughs> All shapes and sizes, which I'm totally here for. All types of vintages. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, and obviously you've got like fans all over the world. I mean, it must just be so, so, um, surreal to see people saying, Oh, I love Keto. Keto was my favorite. I want Keto to win. But who, who is like, it made you feel warm and fuzzy. That's reached out to you. Maybe someone from drag race or a celebrity. Like I saw Danny Minogue, like commented on one of your posts the other day. I was like, it must be so bizarre to have that kind of support. Yeah, it really is. Um, do you know the um, the one thing? This is going to sound so like cheesy, but um, I got a really cool message uh, yesterday. A really cool text message from my dad, who um, like you know, like I chat with. We've got a great relationship, but like um, he just like sent me this really heartfelt message, and he's never been good at. Uh, expressing his emotions um and he just like really kind of like plucked up the courage and like told me how proud he was and that he loves me and like you know like those you don't really get those words often (laughs) so like that was just like the most amazing thing like I immediately just started crying in front of my phone and I was like holy shit there's been so many so many um so many tears during this journey but like all all um culminating in like positivity like there's there's, it's very it's all very yeah positive for sure just been such a phenomenal journey. I mean, looking at that last episode, um, you know, when when you all came together to record the song, I mean, you're now a recording artist. You can also add that to your <laughs> list of things. It's so crazy. You have a song on iTunes. Like, it's just wild. Um, it's crazy. It, Speaking it's def- of which, Justin, I'm actually releasing another song tonight. So, yeah, Stop I it. Spread the word, Leah. Inside Gods, 8 p.m. Can you tell me, what can you tell me? Can you tell me what it's called? Like, what's it about? Yes, like, what's it's going self-titled. On? It's uh, called Ketamine, um, and it is, it's probably going to, like, um, be interesting for people. It's definitely not kind of just, like, um, like a poppy uh, dance track. It's definitely a bit more gritty, and it um, harks back to my old, like, goth days. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for everyone to see it. She's going to have some stomper boots on and some dark eyeliner. Oh, yeah. Oh, flat out. And then some. <laughs> when you wrapped the show, I mean, it's it's probably you had a very different experience to the Aussie queens who say came over and had to do quarantine and did a lot of that. When you wrapped, um, what was the first thing you did? I called my mum. <laughs> the yeah. first thing I did, I got my phone uh, and I went to um, – I went to one of the little rooms where they did like the interviews uh, and I just called my mum and um, just cried. <laughs> it was like, a, it was just like a sense of pride and a sense of release of relief. And um, 
yeah, I just told my mum, hey, ma, like, I made it right to the end. And, um, yeah, and she was she started crying, and it was, like, really special. But, yeah, the first thing I wanted to do was talk to my mum. <laughs> and, and has your, your mum's always been, like, your biggest cheerleader? I mean, mums are just they're, – they're, you have a really different relationship with your mum, don't you? I mean, you it's, like, oh, your yeah. best friend and your biggest supporter. And is, is that kind of the role your mum plays in your life? Oh, like, the, the biggest. Like, um – my mum, like, uh, back, back when I was, how old was I, 30, uh, oh, 30, I was 30. Um, so last year. I had this opportunity, yeah, so last year. <laughs> <laughs> so about five years ago, um, this opportunity to buy, um, like, Kaluzzi, our, our drag bar that we have, came up for sale, um, and I'd worked there for a year, um, and I, I knew that it would change my life, that if I could take this on, I could really, like, um, do some hard mahi and, like, get, get it, um, you know, like, really um, – do a good job of it anyway Mm -hmm. um but like i like i was shit with my money i had like debt i you know i was just like you know a different person back then um but my mum like believed in me and she knew that it was going to change my life and knew that i could do it um and you know she wasn't in a position to do this but she went and like took a mortgage out on her house to get me the money because the banks wouldn't touch me they were like we're not lending the money and she got a mortgage on her house to lend me the money to buy this business, um, which is just like crazy. And like all my brothers and sisters were like, I cannot believe you're letting mum do that. Yeah. Um, but I, I believe I believed in it. And like, I would never have done something that I thought would put her in, uh, in a position that would screw her life. But um, she, she believed in it just like I did. And, um, you know, I worked my ass off and I got that shit paid off within a year. And um, you know, you? the rest is history now. But um, yeah, so my mum has always been my absolute biggest supporter and i'm so grateful she she always has been she always knew i was she always knew i was a little weirdo she always knew i was a little <laughs> queer kid you know she goes ever since you were like dressing up in that like tacky like 80s like flower girl dress like, that belongs to your sisters she was like i knew <laughs> us weirdos though i mean we we tend to uh to work the hardest i think and we come out the other side and and really I, and i feel this with you is that when you have um something great that happens with you then you can actually celebrate it and you can actually be like I worked my ring off for that like you know and I've worked so hard and I and good on me like you know what I mean like yeah. I feel like you you stop and then you also pass that on to others because I'm sure that you've spoken to your queens and you must be so proud of like Anita and Electra and all the other girls that you've become quite close with because they also worked just as hard was there someone in the girls that you kikied um with that you were a bit surprised about um no, well I'm not surprised that I kikied with like all of them because you know like drag just connects us you know so um but I I love to hang out with Karen Karen is the biggest sweetheart yeah. um we're so similar in so many ways like the amount of like similarities between us was uncanny and they just kept like unfolding and then we're and then we're talking about our birthdays and we're like one day apart like ah. it was it was uncanny the amount of similarity we had like the same shades of the exact same makeup and you know we're like how many shades of foundation do you she's like five I'm like like five and then it's oh like yeah like one mid two lights two day yeah and it was all the same it was just ridiculous like the the similarities you haven't were slept crazy. with the same boys have you oh no no i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> i i feel like uh my uh demographic was uh probably not as exquisite <laughs> as his was but i'm slowly <laughs> the quality of mine 
Uh, now, um, finally, uh, in this in this podcast, there's something that we do every week, and that is the word of Rue, um, because a lot of us do, you know, live by the word of Rue. Uh, RuPaul has some incredibly iconic um, sayings, and like you said, has this otherworldly kind of like presence and knowledge. Was there something that Rue said to you in the whole competition that really stuck with you? That that I mean, because for me, like, and this might be the same moment. It was when she said, "There's a man in your future that will love you mm. and care for you," and that man is you and I was like oh, I nearly like fell over I was like that's, yeah. that's just I mean how do you keep pulling out these such iconic things it was just amazing but was there something that Rue said to you or maybe other than that that really stuck and really made you go whoa yes okay wisdom yeah well first of all when Rue said that to me she was like this I see a man I was like yeah <laughs> And it's you. I was like, ah, oh, pish. Uh. I, was like, oh, what a, I was like, no, I'm breaking up with that immediately. <laughs> no, um, you know, Rue Ru basically, and she said it to me a few times, was just like, just trust in yourself. You know, um, uh, she said, and she said to a few of the other girls too, you know, you don't need to be hard on yourself. You've already got the job. You're here. You just have to do it now. Yeah. Um, and she she just say to me, like, you've got the goods in you. So you don't need to like worry about letting them show because like you're already doing that. So just like, yeah. just trust yourself and, and just go and have fun and do it. And, and that is the best advice because, um, I was, I was being hard on myself. I was getting really in my head, but like, um, you know, like what will be, will be. And it's like, um, at the end of the day, there's 10 of us on there. Only one of us can win, but we all deserve to be there and we all deserve to win. And, um, it just is what it is at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, I just, I just, um, was, I'm just so grateful that I got to be there. Um, and, and really just kind of, do it authentically. So, um, yeah, no regrets at all. You but really did. So I mean, I'm just, for... I'm, I'm so, so proud of this show. And I just, you, you have to know the love and support and I'm sure you do, but even from people who don't know you and who have just like watched this show and you really have, you know, um, taught people lessons and shown people how to how to make a, a life out of this and how to really enjoy something that you do and how to excel i mean you're the winner of the competition but you you're a, the epitome of drag excellence like you just you know you no, i really do feel that you just everything you approached and i saw in an interview this that you said the other day you were like i did everything and then i kind of wanted to like it up a little bit and I was like I love that that's that's us that's what we do yeah. you kind of go okay how do I meet the brief and how do I just like mess it up a little bit so that it's just got yes. my spin on it and you should be so proud of that and I mean we we are so honored to have you as our reigning queen and I think you did the most amazing job and um I know you've probably heard this a million times but congratulations it's so well deserved Thank you, Justin. That is that's so sweet of you. Thank you so much. I feel the love. It's um, overwhelming. It, it should be illegal for one person <laughs> to absorb this much love. But I tell you what, like it is now uh, my duty and going to be my absolute honor and privilege to just echo all that love directly back into the universe. So like, let's just do it and let's Absolutely. just keep spreading it around. Look, we cannot wait to see your debut single drop. I mean, it's going to be so exciting. It's self-titled <laughs> Ketamine and it comes out at 8 p.m. New Zealand time tonight. And uh, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me, Justin. Pleasure. 
Well, that is it for another episode. Thank you so much for joining me. And a big thank you to our first ever Drag Race Down Under superstar, Ketamine, for recapping the episode with me. And her win, I mean, what an amazing winner. So deserving. And what an incredible finale. Thank you so much to you guys for following this journey with me. You can, of course, subscribe to this podcast and follow me on Instagram at just underscore heel. DM me what you thought about the ending, what you thought about the finale, what you thought about Keita winning, all the twists and turns. I mean, it's given me car sickness. There have been so many in this series. I am actually going to go back, I think, and re-watch it again. And you can do the same. Don't forget, you can catch the Stan original series, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, only on Stan. <laughs>